they are my image. But when you looked at them and you saw these people made in my image, who I love, who I identify, and you rejected them, you were rejecting me. What up? How you doing today? I'm Al Deschino, known online as Christian Ninja. I'm a full-time variety Twitch streamer and online missionary using everything from silly pictures to Bible studies to video games and everything else I can think of to connect with, mentor, love, and serve the online gaming and streaming community, especially the lost, lonely, and disenfranchised who are online every day looking for a positive, open, encouraging, and meaningful online connection. Welcome to XN Shadowed, an audio version of some of the best parts of my weekly streams and YouTube videos. I hope you find this helpful and interesting, and I hope even more that it inspires you to join the discussion sometime during one of my live streams. I hope you have a great day, and here's today's clip. Uh, this is the Jesus talking about the final judgment, final final time when when things are are culminating, the kingdoms coming together. What you will have done with your life, like this is a whole section here, right? I've talked to you before about how the Bible isn't necessarily written chronologically all the time, but often thematically. Like for example, the parable of the ten virgins, the parable of the uh, the talents, and the the this the end, the final judgment. They're all the same thing. It's it's. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what when God's going to come back. Be careful with how you live your life. Be careful with what you do with God has given you, and then make sure that you uh, you um, you live according to the realization that the, God is coming. That, that's the whole point, right? So you've got the parable of the ten virgins, which is ten virgins who are going to the going to the wedding, right? They're they're coming and they're in part of the processional, but they get stopped. There's like a waiting period. And some of them are wise and turn off their their candles and they wait and some of them just burn their candles and you know expecting everything to work out in the end. When they get to the end, they realize that because they weren't wise in how they use their candles, wise in how they use their oil, uh they they have no they're no longer invited. Right, the parable of the talents is there was a, a guy who had a bunch of servants, and he he gave the servants different levels of of talents, different levels of money, different levels of responsibility. And he says, "Go out and and do this thing, uh, take care of these this money, go make it go make it better, go invest it, go do something with it." And you've got some of them that went, or a couple of them went and and like tried their best and used their talents. And the one who had ten talents made ten more. One who had five made five more. The one who was given one. Who was, uh, you know, he he was too scared to do anything with it, so he just buried it in the ground, uh, and he, and then he came back and he gave it to the to the master. He's like, I uh, here I here you go, here's your thing back. And it was the the lesson is, you know, be careful what you do with your life, be careful what you do with your your gifts, be careful what you do with what God has given you. He wants you to invest them in the kingdom, invest them in good things invest them in good deeds he wants you to do something with them don't just stick them in the ground and 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 pretend because you're af and because you're afraid that's the whole that so be careful and then you get to the final judgment which is sort of the culmination of these stories all coming together where jesus takes it and makes it very real and so let me just read it it says this when the son of man comes in his glory so the son of man is jesus so that's a quote from daniel he's basically calling himself 
the the Messiah, the the Son of you know Son of God, Son of Man, the one who is coming representing man. Like it's it's a whole thing. That's one of his favorite designations of himself. So he's saying, when I come in glory, and after I'm dead and I've ascended and I come back and it's the second coming, and all the angels with him. Then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Okay, so you have this picture that at the end of time, uh, when, when the culmination of the kingdom is happening, Jesus comes again, the apocalypse, whatever you want to call it, Jesus has come and he's he's judging the nations. All the nations come before him, for he is king of all, he's creator, and he sits on the throne and everybody stands before him and he's separating them. And he separates them according to he says like a shepherd separates the sheep and the goats. So here's go the sheep and here go the goats. And so he looks over to the ones who are blessed or the sheep and he says this come to me, you can come with me. Let's go. And you can come with me and we're going to go to my father. Here comes the king. Here's the kingdom for you. This is, this is, you know, heaven, the new heavens and the new earth, this place prepared for you. You are blessed. And there, the word for is really critical here because it's why, why were they chosen? Why did it, why were they the sheep? It says, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me, I was in prison, and you came to me, right? The, so he said, you, remember the talents, remember the oil, remember the stories. He says, you who I gave these things to, whether it be I gave you food, or I gave you drink, or I gave you the ability to, to speak and visit, or I gave you clothes, I gave you um, compassion, I, I gave, you know, I gave you these things, you exercised them, you used them, you came, you used this thing at risk to yourself. You went to dangerous places, right? You went into a prison. You talked to dangerous people. You talked to strangers. You gave from your personal stores. In other words, you had food and you gave it away. And, you know, it, that meant you trusted God that God was going to provide for you as you as you shared. You went to the naked, the one who was certainly going through a difficult time. How did they get there? And you compassionately gave them clothes of that you that you could have worn yourself right there is you used what i gave you and the uh the the righteous as in the sheeps the ones who are on the side they say this lord when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink and when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you and when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you they because they're sitting there confused they're like okay what yeah, okay, but how is that you? Because that was like, I did that for Todd, and I did that for Mary, and I did that for, you know, Abdul. I did that for these people around. I did that. One of them was you? I'm so confused. Uh, and he, Jesus replies, the king replies, this is where the key, this is where our text is today. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. In other words, Jesus identifies so fully with man so fully with the suffering so fully with the prisoner and the naked the lost the afraid the sick the uh the, the ones who are outside of society and difficult people he identifies so well with them his heart is so with them that that he connects 
to them in a special way so that when you serve them, he recognize it as though you did it for him because he was a man of sorrows. He was stripped bare. He was brought through trials. He was locked in a prison. He was... Uh, uh, he was hungry. He was a, uh, an immigrant. He was sent, you know, he had to run away from a king that was trying to kill him. He was an adopted child. He came to a, a podunk little backwater town that nobody liked in a, in a place that had a bad reputation. Nazareth, people thought was, was not really a good place. They, he got accused of all kinds of stuff as he was growing up. Like he, he had a kind of a miserable, yucky life. <laughs> And so, and he, and he says, you know what, all these people who have been going through a hard time, I get it. I totally get what they're going through. And so when you serve them, it's like you were serving me because your love for them would have been your love for me. Thank you. I can tell that you love me because you love them. I can tell you would serve me because you served them. I can tell you trust me because you gave to them out of what I gave to you instead of hoarding it for yourself. Right? Then it says in verse 41. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So just to pause here. Yes, hell is real. Yes, it's a real, it's a real place with real actual punishment, with real actual like uh, flames and real actual danger. And it's a bad place. You don't want to go there over and over and over in scripture. It's very clear that hell is not just an idea. People don't die and disappear. Hell isn't temporary. It's not It's not a place where you go and are punished for a little while and then disappear. It's not just, just reserved for anybody who is, you know, super evil or whatever. It is reserved for anybody who is not one of God's people. You can, you can live as a life that you think you're doing great, get to the end and be separated away, one of the cursed. So... It is a serious thing. Hell is real. And you're going the same place in the end that the devil goes to, the, the end of curse. It's a serious thing. So he says, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For, his reason, why, how, why? You know, why are they being cursed? For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or in prison or, and not minister to you? Right? In other words, she says, look, you guys, I gave you these things. I gave you compassion and I gave you money and I gave you clothes and I gave you uh, the ability to travel. I gave you more and others had less because I wanted you to take the more and give it to the less because that person needed you because you needed to learn how to serve because you needed to humble yourself because you needed to be, show compassion. You needed to show godly love to these people who were either unlovable or dangerous to love or, or at risk. You needed to show that you saw the image of God in them you know, the male and female, the image of God in them, and it moved you towards compassion, moved you towards love, moved you towards serving them because they are my image. But when you looked at them and you saw these people made in my image, who I love, who I identify, and you rejected them, you were rejecting me. You were, you were, you were choosing yourself over me. And then when it gets to the end, you didn't spend your talents right. You know, you didn't use your oil right. The whole story is, I gave you these things, and you didn't use them the way you were supposed to. 
And they say, you know, when did we see that? Because these people who are sent to be cursed want the answer to, you know, if we would have known it was you, Jesus, if we would have known that you were the one who was hungry, we definitely would have given you the money because then we know we would have got return on our investment. We would have given you clothes because we'd have known you'd have, you'd, you'd clothe us back. We, we, if we'd have known that you were, you know, you were sick and we would have come visited you, we know because then we'd be able to spend our eternity with you. If there would have been a return there, it would have been, it would have been some kind of investment. What investing in, in these people who are strangers or thirsty or whatever, it's a one-way trip and we weren't getting anything back and that risk was too much or that compassion wasn't there. Or I just judged them as all being selfish and stupid and, and, and not worth my time. I didn't realize that you found them to be important because I didn't find them to be important. And since I didn't think they were important, I just assume you didn't either. And Jesus responds, then he will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. We're not saved. We're not saved by our works. It is not what we do what saves us. Our works show our faith. Our compassion for people shows what we believe. Our desire to serve and to help and to risk and to go into the world and to take care of the lost, the lonely, the afraid, the widow, the orphan, the sick, the prisoner, the, the lacking, the, the naked, that shows a love that is inside of us that is coming out in practical ways, right? It is not the good deeds that save us. It is the good deeds that show that our heart has been changed by God. He's very, God is very clear that people who call upon his name, who call him Lord, and don't do these things, don't show love to others, aren't compelled to love others, aren't compelled to risk themselves, to go to places that are that are dangerous, or go to places that are they're going to get in trouble, go to places that, that are going to cost them. If they're not willing to, then they are not like Jesus. They're not loving like God. They don't see the image of God in them. As we seek to be more Christ-like, we're going to become more like his mission. We will humble ourselves. We will become servant of all. We will give more of ourselves in sacrifice because that's exactly what Jesus did and that's how we live. Whereas those who claim Jesus, call upon Jesus, say that they're Christians, but use that as an excuse to elevate themselves in power, to to manipulate others out of their money, to say that that God doesn't like the sick. You you should have more faith. God doesn't like the prisoner, the naked, the whatever. God doesn't like those who are dirty or, or, or sinful. God only likes the holy. If you're that person, you're under a curse and you're headed for hell. Even though you say that you're a Christian, even though you think you are, your heart has not been changed. Your heart has not been moved. You are non-compassionate. And therefore, because your heart doesn't show what's happening for real, you're a hypocrite and hypocrites don't don't go to heaven <laughs> hypocrites don't live in eternity um it when you guys know my story and you know that I've, I've gone through some pretty rough stuff and even lately i've gone through some pretty rough stuff and as i've done that as i've gone through abusive churches uh as, as i've gone through bur burnout 
as I've gone through physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, I've gone through all these things. Um, people have asked the question, how do you, how do you keep going? How do you, how do you keep giving? How do you keep, you know, standing up and, and preaching? How do you, how do you come to Twitch and, and say, I'm going to spend hours talking to people and talking about God and, and risking and talking about the gospel and, and, and sharing and just trusting that God's going to take care of it. When every time you open your mouth and you share the gospel, you get slammed in some way in your life that that you're someone you love gets attacked someone you love gets sick someone you love gets gets wiped out that that the enemy is is trying to destroy your family because you're preaching because you're teaching because you're seeking to show love to uh to to people who god has called you to and my answer is is this my heart is compelled i i want to be here to serve and love those the sheep the people who are who are lost sheep the ones who are, who don't have a church, who've been hurt by the church, who are ostracized from the church, who who feel like they've never connected to a, a group of believers. I want to be there for them. I want to I want them to come to me and see in me an eldership, a pastorship, a, a, someone who loves them and has spiritual authority, and and that they join a group of people that are like that, the group of lost sheep coming together and caring for one another. And I want that group to look out into the world and to uh, into Twitch and to be able to see people who are lost, who are hurt, those who are rough around the edges, those who use, you know, not the greatest of language, those who, who are addicted to porn or addicted to whatever else, you know, like are up to their eyeballs in, in fantasy. <clears throat> And those ones who are seeking to get out, who want light, who want salt, who, who just want to connect with someone who will tell them the truth and not try to manipulate them, who don't want to use them, who aren't trying to destroy them, but just want to tell them the truth and show them love. And those people are out there and they come here. That's why I keep going. That's why you keep going. That's why when you are streaming or when you get up in the morning, if you're a believer, it is sometimes really hard, but because your heart is like Christ and you want to become more like him and you become, and he's making you more like him, your heart compels you to continue to serve despite the danger, despite the loss, despite the risk. I, I'm not quintessentially the greatest missionary. I know that I've got a lot of rough places in my life. A lot of things, a lot of sins that, 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 that are continuous. I got a lot of problems and I'm not uh, I'm not perfect not by any stretch but I will say this the merciful love of Jesus the, his kindness and his patience and his love has changed me in such a way that I want to love others in whatever faltering failing tripping falling and slap mashing my face on the on the floor way that looks like his love for me is real and I feel it all the time despite all the horrible stuff that's happening around me he is holding me together he's my foundation he's keeping me together in the same way there's many here and I, I promise you there are many here like Xanadu is a great example pineapple is a great example people that have said in chat and have said you know what I'm only here by the grace of God I don't know how I, I made it through the last year the last two years the last while here except by the grace of God and therefore as I come across people who are going through a hard time or are going through the same thing I'm going through, loss of a, a, a parent, loss of a loved one, you know, through abuse or, or fear or whatever. And Dragon 2, yeah, exactly. Uh, Dragon 2, the, uh, 
I want to serve and love them. I want them to not have to falter and fail and lose the way I did and have to learn. I want to help them. That's Jesus working. That's God at work. And I think that's a big part of what we're doing here and also uh, what this, this passage is all about. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you love gamers and streamers and online content creators, or you have a heart for the lonely, lost, and broken people who are untouchable by traditional ministries, but they spend so much time online looking for hope, help, and connection, and you want to help me keep bringing the love of God to them full-time, it would be amazing if you'd support me on Patreon. Your support is what allows me to serve this unique people group on the forefront of global missions. If you want to check out my books and other content, look at my website at artofthechristianninja.com. And of course, I live stream on Twitch Monday to Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'd love to see you there. We do some serious stuff. We do some silly stuff and a little bit of everything in between. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. And I really do hope to see you on the live stream soon.